Hi, I'm Nadine. And I'm Chrissy. And you're listening to Side Hugs. Your unofficial Duggar Snark podcast to help you help us feel better about talking shit about a weird-ass family. This episode, we're covering 14 children and pregnant again and raising 16 children from 2004 and 2006, respectively. These were two of the first Duggar specials to air on TLC and covered the ins and outs of their buddy system, jurisdictions, travel faux pas, and dining room table homeschooling lessons. So let's get into it. Wow, where to even begin with these episodes? Like, oh, I'm not God. These started it all, basically. They did. It is weird. It is weird to think about the fact that this is the Duggars' first like introduction onto like into the mainstream. Yeah. And so I feel like they were really conscious in terms of like how they wanted to present themselves to the world. It just yeah. seems super effortful in that way. I definitely I noticed so much more of the faith based like promotion way more than they do now. Not that obviously they do now, but back then it was it was obviously their goal. Oh yeah, for sure. I mm-hmm. don't think I actually in watching recent like counting on episodes, I don't see them doing it that often. I feel like right. they've tried really purposely to tone it down because it's truly so off putting and Right. It's like they want to just appear as relatable as possible. So yeah, they just yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they they definitely use the whole as many kids as God will give us line all the time and they they talk about it, they talk about their faith in social media, but on the show, yeah, I don't see it like this. That's kind of interesting though that I feel like these specials they really highlighted like the freak show aspect of it all. And then obviously in order to like ensure their the longevity of their show they had to make this pivot towards like what you're saying like relatability and like we're just like you but the right. only, like, we should be clear that the only reason that this family is famous is because like they're all fucking wackadoodles and right oh, for sure <laughs> yeah and like they know that tlc knows that I, oh, oh, yeah. I, I think at this time it was discovery yeah yeah and, and um they justify being on reality tv to say it's mission work but right like we were saying at this point what are they teaching us about their Christian faith, you know? I mean, at, at this point, a lot has devolved since this, their first introduction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, a lot has gone down. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just advantageous for Jim Bob to refer to it as a ministry. It kind of, mm-hmm. like, introduces sure. a lot of ambiguity about, especially, like, as we've learned recently, like, the payment aspect of it, the compensation. Yeah. I think that it was just kind of, like, a word to smooth over shadiness that he was trying to Right. Expect. Oh, for sure. But this is not a ministry. This is like a family grubbing for money on TV. Oh, absolutely. I mean, (laughs) everything that they get out of these specials alone. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I think I also read somewhere that they only started doing these specials after Jim Bob decided to get out of politics or more accurately, he was forced out. He was definitely voted out of the Arkansas state legislature. Yeah. He tried to do politics, but yeah, it didn't quite work out. Well, I'm surprised he got there to begin with. I, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, but I think it it does represent like a pivot. He kind of recognized that he had gone as far as he can go in terms of mm-hmm. right. a legitimate political career, and he was like, okay, now it's time to leverage these children of mine. You know, yeah, they got they got to sing for their supper. They've got to contribute to the right <laughs> entertaining. Oh, yeah. MTV. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There were a lot of um, so many matching outfits in these episodes. 
Oh yeah, it was the day of it was the age of prairie dresses and polo shirts for sure. And the hairstyles that truly just kind of defy logic and conventional understanding of like how hair actually works. Like Jerry right. I mean, babysitter club. No. Jana's hair in particular, she was old I mean, she was fourteen at the time that the first episode aired. But she did this thing with her hair where it was super long, like down to her butt, pretty blonde. She would do this up to and then curl her bangs like curl them under and they're very curl short them under yeah yeah but to make them like super poofy like this kind of like front bouffant if you will yeah and <laughs> this long like Amish <laughs> hair in the back um, oh yeah I, but it's just like i couldn't imagine also okay we can go into this the two bathroom things like jenna had to curl her bangs every single morning like where was she doing this why would she do it with only two bathrooms like, i know oh my god no in the in the big house though how many bathrooms did they end up having <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if it's like not that many more than right two. because they didn't have that many bedrooms <laughs> they built a they built this uh-huh. elaborate seven thousand mm. square foot tin house and included three bedrooms in it yeah like yeah i mean not that they ever would but how could you re- how could you sell that you know to joe ken for one dollar in say, 10 years yeah that's a that's a house that's gonna stay in the family and be awarded to the kid who has the most kids yeah no joe's gunning for it yeah for sure yeah. <laughs> okay so at this point they're living in this impossibly tiny house they yeah. go into detail about how they only have two bathrooms so see because there's 16 of them they have like a shower rule where half of them shower in the morning half of them shower later and but the dirtiest go first right um and how much do you want to bet that was like never one of the girls it was always some like oh, snotty yeah. boy who was like playing in the mud that oh yeah gets this reference maybe joy maybe joy who's at this point at that point at that point it was like except it was more acceptable for her to be doing that um before they like shut it down so yeah i could see that um well hopefully she got some early showers out of it Um, i know right like i think early in one of the episodes they did these shots where they set up like a night cam they showed all the kids kind of lining up for the bathroom yeah over the it was like a time lapse like over the course of like several mm-hmm. hours yeah and it shows all going in and out okay i this is completely unfounded but i have a, like a sneaking suspicion that i don't think this could have been true but don't you kind of feel like one of the bathrooms was like reserved for jim bob and michelle and it was I, like the parents bathroom i knew you were going to say that and <laughs> as as you were saying it and as i was basically reading your mind i yeah i could i could totally see that absolutely 100 yeah, family oh, Oh yeah, it's very on brand for them. Yeah, and also in the in that time lapse shot, they were only going into one bathroom. I think this is. I'm going to go with this. I feel such ire towards these people, these two people, not the children. And in the episode, yeah, they only showed the one bathroom. This is a two bedroom. Okay, we house. Yeah, we discovered this. I'm rolling with it. Cracked it. (laughs) Cracked the case. Yeah. Um. Oof. Yeah. Um, I should I should say about these episodes, the kids are at an age where they're all, especially like looking back at it now, they seem so impossibly cute and like so tender and so innocent, even though now they're all like married and like have children. Right. And also a lot of them are older than me or like some of them. Mm-hmm. But there was not a single kid besides the obvious towards whom I had weird feelings. Like I didn't feel snarky toward any of them. I thought they were all just like, they're too young to snark on. They're too sheltered, too cloistered, too sad. Oh, I agree. And you know, I, I felt kind of really endeared to all of them and inversely so freaking hateful towards Jim, Bob and Michelle. Like this, these episodes made me 
Yes. Hate them more than anything. I love that you say that because I now realize every criticism, every piece of snark that I have for this is directed toward them or their decisions or their actions and not the kids at all, at all. Yeah. No, no, not that for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, the thing is like they're too, they're, they were definitely too young to mm-hmm. kind of pop off on the camera in any way. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like their interviews and interactions in front of the camera were pretty tightly controlled and they were very limited. They they were like interviewed some, but they were very like superficial, light questions. Yeah. Like as they should be. These are children. They deserve right. their privacy. They deserve their childhood to not yeah. be like broadcast to millions who are like us kind of making fun of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it just made me really angry at Jim Bob and Michelle. I am so infuriated by the, their decisions. And I will also say it was difficult for me to watch these episodes because it was very colored by what we know now in terms of what was going on with Josh molesting his sisters at this time. And right. like more importantly, Jim Bob and Michelle doing fucking nothing about it. No. Like while they were preaching family values and while they were, yeah, kind of like yeah. showcasing their family as this example of christianity and godliness godliness right and and right the this the whole time that these are being filmed is when in the background all of this stuff with josh was going on or watching this without that knowledge you would have no idea but right like now watching this all i could do is just look at everything he said or everything he did in the background or like right off and just pick it apart and you know what i mean yeah, I mean, you can't help but do that, uh-huh. now, you know, now. Sure. But, okay, also, I feel like this is going to be incredibly controversial, but to a certain extent, Josh is visibly, like, he's a shithead. He has a shit-eating grin on his face for a lot of this. He has a very oh, punchable yeah. face, he's even so at this age. Smug. Yeah, but he's so smug. not to make any excuses for him whatsoever, it's also impossible to forget the fact that he was a minor. He was 15. Like, he looks very young. Like, I can extend... A certain amount of grace to him just by virtue of the fact that he was young when this happened and like legally a minor but like jim bob and michelle like there's no excuse like there's no no absolutely not and oh god and right like i obviously would never excuse that behavior the multiple times but i I don't even know how to say this. And honestly, you don't have to put this in if you don't want to. But I don't know. It's like if he had stronger guidance, like, I don't know. It could have been prevented. They failed all of their children. Yes. Particularly his victims. But Josh, he's not exempt from their failure. Thank you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it just kind of like makes that really clear. Right. Um. Yeah, they they really do just come across. I'm trying to articulate what about them comes across so poorly. I think maybe I can start with Michelle and her baby voice. This is the first the world is subjected to the horror of Michelle's teeny tiny fake little baby voice that she uses all the time. Yes, yes. While she's explaining things like the fact that she pawns off her children to her slightly older children or how she divides up chores so it truly is a mystery what this woman does with her day how how she doesn't she doesn't have to worry about how to cook for 15 people because the girls just love to cook so much and so they do it instead i mean i genuinely wonder this is the thing 
they they go they break down the jurisdictions i genuinely am like was left wondering like okay michelle what do you do they talk about how every night their four daughters would make dinner so this was Mm -hmm. you know Jana, jill jessa ginger who are between the ages of 10 and 14 at this point ginger and jess are doing laundry i guess she teaches the kids and teaches i think is putting it generously oh yeah we will get into the school of the dining room table but during 19 kids and counting jim bob and michelle yes they pawned off their kids on their other kids but at least they had work they were doing they were sometimes touring you know promoting their book promoting the show doing stuff like that writing books at this point though like what was she doing they didn't have anything like that going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as much as we, not to give like Jim Bob any props yeah. for doing the bare minimum, but it was clear he's doing some type of work outside the home, like with real estate, with building the house, like yeah. he's out doing something. Yeah. The girls are kind of tending to the home. They don't even clean their own bedrooms. That's Jana's job. Is yeah. To clean the parents' bedrooms. The parents. Yeah. I really think that Michelle's job at this point was like, gestating a baby mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was her full-time job was yeah. to and be pregnant popping it out yeah recovering and starting all over which is not to say it's not work but yeah usually people have to do work on top of that yeah and not even as a profession just tending your home doing some tending to your other kids like, yeah so in 14 kids and pregnant again she is obviously pregnant with jackson they, I I want to make a note of the fact that all the kids go to the ultrasound. Everybody right. piles into this room and I don't know, it's like a family affair for some reason. They walk in single file into this doctor's office, which is, of course, totally natural, not staged one bit. Like so ridiculous. I, I couldn't imagine bringing like one extra kid to an ultrasound, let alone all of them. By now, they're obviously probably used to it and it's like a thing for them. But I don't know. Or were they all just going because they were being filmed? I think it's the latter. I can't imagine it is in any way acceptable or standard medical practice to allow oh, no. 14 children <laughs> into no. an ultrasound room. I'm sure this was like some birthing center in Northwest Arkansas that was like excited for the publicity. <laughs> just like yeah. kind of jazz to be on television sure. in some way. <laughs> yeah, but they're all waiting to find out if it's going to be a boy or a girl. And Jill has that she has that sweet line about how I would like it to be another girl because then we'd have ten boys and five girls, so it'd be half and half. Oh, Jill! <laughs> I kind of noticed none of the kids seemed obviously they're undereducated, they're young. This is their first time in front of the camera. None of them seemed comfortable at this point in front of the camera. Most of them don't really see that way now anyways right but one thing i notice is um we're one kid that i noticed who really i felt like he has it star quality is josiah he's just like at home in front of the camera he's like good at interviews he's like the only one and he's only eight at this point i think he's the only one who could kind of string together cogent coherent sentences and you know yeah quips and you know just kind of like not just stock answers yeah not just that he's like has a rapport obviously with whoever these producers are yeah it was just surprising i was like oh my god josiah like eight years old i feel like one of the little ones yeah yeah he he does well he does it's what people talk about that theater kid quality that likes Mm -hmm. to perform that he had at once yeah and it's weird because now i'm counting on he is stilted uncomfortable looks like he wants to crawl out of his body yeah he does 
Jessa was pretty pretty natural in front of the camera too. She was good, yeah. Jill and Jana weren't so much. Josh was uh, super comfortable, super sure of himself. Yeah, he definitely yeah. is cocky in a way that there's not enough substance to merit the cockiness. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly, very, like, he does like to be interviewed. He likes being in front of the camera, but even he's kind of like having a hard time with his words sometimes. Yeah, no, but I will like Josh. Oh God, I need to stop talking about this boy. But like, yeah. clearly, there's some part of him that had potential bigger than like remaining in this like weird family in Northwest Arkansas. Sure. I mean, they all do. They all do. Yeah. But um, okay. In terms of which kids would score highest on the SAT <sighs> if they were properly educated, like I think Josh might be up there. In a I way. mean, he he's the firstborn so he was around before he had to share the spotlight share his parents you know mm-hmm. any of that so i i can agree with that all right so another thing yeah that the duggers do as a family apparently is go grocery shopping so in the 14 kids and pregnant again they show off their huge pantry which is quite impressive just shelves and shelves of all kinds of canned goods cream of whatever and they go grocery shopping jim bob and michelle go they take eight kids with them i think eight or five <laughs> whatever they take, okay they take a whole shitload of kids with them to go shopping because they need five carts worth of groceries at once so they go into you know everything they buy how much they spend which is like 828 dollars or something like that Jesus. And then they take it all home to like restock their already full pantry. Okay, so I have some thoughts of that about this. It just seems so much more stressful to have eight kids and two parents than if one parent went and took maybe like the two oldest kids. Because okay, I get that they need all these groceries. They have more than over a dozen people. It just seems like so excessive. Imagine being the other customers at the grocery store or the cashiers who see these five carts roll up. It's just, it makes me anxious. No way. Like I don't have 19 kids. I don't have 15 kids, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. But going to the grocery store with one child is infuriating. Yeah, no, I, that's like, I do by myself. It's like relaxing for me by myself. Yeah. Yeah. This is another one of those things that I feel like we can put in the category into the category of literally only doing it for the cameras and the footage. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Especially because they go, they show their pantry and then they go grocery shopping and then they bring it all back. And it's like they're stocking like a pantry that's already full. That speaks to what you said. It's for the cameras. It's to show, look at what we do. It's so out of the ordinary. Oh my God. Can you imagine? I wonder if TLC paid for it. I feel like they probably. Ooh, I could see that. I will give the Duggars credit because they, I don't know if. Do you have an Aldi by you? No, I don't know what Okay. Aldi thing is. Yeah. So it's a grocery store that it's owned by Trader Joe's. Oh, okay. So you know that? Do you know that? Yes. Okay. Okay. And it's really affordable. So I do applaud them for being thrifty in that way. That's all they get from me. (laughs) That's all you're going to (laughs) get. That's all they get. You know what else I'm going to give to them is I'm going to give props to Ginger Duggar who – <laughs> there were a lot of shots, weirdly, of her really struggle busting to load like 
slats of like canned peas and canned yeah. stuff onto the carts like she was really hustling and so she gets an A for effort from me <laughs> yeah and you know what and I said this before as many of the qualities and parenting things that I disagree with these kids are like the most helpful freaking kids I've ever seen and they don't complain about shit no no they're yeah. really but also <laughs> okay not okay they are very compliant obedient yeah, like, yeah. you know children but I feel like they've talked about this so much and we've sort of discussed it on an earlier thing yeah. about how freaking competitive these kids are with each other. Oh. I feel like it's some like massive like years long psychological mm-hmm. game of who can win mom and dad's affection by doing this the best. The child. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I feel that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure like to a lesser extent, all parents have to do this, but not, not, not in the way it's being exhibited here. No. No. Also, I saw that you noted that, like, I guess I, maybe I did notice this a little bit. Like, none of the kids look, like, alarmingly famished or, like, undernourished, but they did look a little bit sallow. Like, all of them just had kind of paler skin, like, a little bit darker under eyes, slightly. It wasn't, like... I'm not like here screaming intervention that these kids. No. And I don't. Yeah. They were fed and taken care of in, you know, the basic needs way. Um, I don't know if it's just the kind of nutrition they were getting or. It was the kind of nutrition they were getting. Okay. Yeah. And like maybe their sleep schedules because nobody would naturally with all of these ages be on the same schedule. So like, and I remember one episode of like 19 kids and counting or something. They talked about all the kids still being awake at like midnight, but some of them getting mm-hmm. up super early. So like I can, I could definitely see it there. I mean, you have kids training other kids for sleeping and for life. So obviously something not consistent is going to happen there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do think that they generally looked a little bit healthier after they moved into the big house and started doing these specials and got a little bit more money. Right. And like there was a story about Jill one time, like recalled that, as a kid, she would take like a can of green beans into the bathroom and like eat yeah. it by herself. And I'm like, okay, it's that's like horrible. Right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go ahead and say that it was like ultimately a good thing that the Duggars were on TV, mm-hmm. but obviously their quality of life improved. And I think it was a little bit. It made things hopefully a little bit easier for these kids for a little in some right. ways. You know? Right. I can feel that. I mean, this is a different show, but like, look at the girls on Teen Mom. Them being on the show completely changed how their life would have been otherwise. Yeah. I I mean, I don't watch, but I heard it gets crazy. Like, these girls get like millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. They're so wealthy. Like, they're buying houses all the time. Yeah. And they're 25, 26. So I wonder, it really, I'm just so curious to know, like, to get some sort of ballpark estimate of how much Jim and Michelle profited off these shows. Like, cause I can't, because they haven't like abandoned their efforts in presenting themselves as like frugal. Right. They've kind of like abandoned a lot of other pretenses, but this is the one thing they're really trying to hold on to. And Mm -hmm. so it is hard to judge like how much they've really made. Like, you know, where's the money he's hoarding going to like, how is it getting distributed? Right. Like do the, do, do the adult kids get salaries from him or, you know, there would would be their allowances like i don't because you know he he handles all the money likely likely but it's just like i wonder if if what he has made off them is comparable to like what these team teen mom girls yeah have been you know i know there's no way i mean i'm sure it has to be a lot of money over a long time like yeah i can't believe that the first specials came out 
16 years ago. Yeah. That's a long time wild. to be in the public eye. Oh, for sure. Some of these kids' entire lives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some of these kids' entire lives, we saw Jackson and later Johanna get ripped out of their mother's yeah. womb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, saw the, we saw them before they had even taken one breath upon this like barren earth. I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> just so wild to think about. I know. In a way, I kind of like, if this was a less like fucked up family, I think it'd be, it'd be really nice. Not, I don't know. I kind of wish I had like professionally made home videos of like, myself at age like 11 or 6. To see or all that. Perfect perfectly edited for you yeah yeah it must be really trippy for them i wonder if they ever go back and watch it i, I well i remember there was a thing about how you know they made this big show about they had how they had no tvs in their house and really tightly supervised what they kid what the kids were allowed to watch and i remember i think jill or Jana saying at one point that they weren't allowed to watch their own specials when they were growing out or their own tv show when they were younger yeah because i thought i remember maybe not when they were younger but like older they would bring a tv out just for something like that but but that could have been like when when the majority of them got a little bit older yeah you know what would be a good podcast you know how like uh like jenna fisher and angela Angela kinsey yeah Yeah. they have they go back and they watch old episodes of the office and tell us like behind the scenes (laughs) i kind of want jill and Derek to go back oh my god and just watch all the old episodes the the tea like honestly we should we should we should approach them with this because like Derek is obviously too lazy to fucking write this book that he's been talking about for years like you want to sit down and do this kind of like Mm -hmm. an easy way to just kind of yeah supply us with what you want to spill and oh all these dirty people have that. yeah <laughs> it, it'd just be such a like mutually advantageous situation for everyone like they'd get a little bit of money we would get right. we would be fed for years I, yes. oh my God. but he he wants like the big paycheck from the tell-all which will never come apparently i it's just like it's gonna be so long like i know people have mentioned that he's in his third year of law school He's not going to graduate until June, but he has to, after that, study for the bar, which is like, mm-hmm. thought law school is hard. Right. I think it's just going to be so long until he finally, I don't know. Yeah. It's also weird that like the filming schedule of these specials was like a little bit hard to pin down. Mm-hmm. So this aired in sept- uh, September of 2006, and it seems like they had been filming since early 2006 or late 2005. And yeah. then they come back. I feel like they're, they're coming back like every year or so to do this. That makes sense. Hi, how long after the second special did they get 19 Kids and Counting? Um, Hold on. All right. So we had 17 Kids and Counting from 2008 to 2009. 18 Kids and Counting in 2009. And then I guess soon after? I guess, yeah, I guess we can say like 2008 because I think 17 and 18, that was all like one continuous like. Yeah. And that was when they kept having kids. Um, and then 19 just, yeah, just stayed that way because um, they stopped having kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, also these specials were just to introduce the spectacle of this family to the world. There, there wasn't really like a plot to it. Like they tried to cobble together for like the TLC show once mm-hmm. it started like once they started doing 17 kids and counting they 
would do like these games or trips or whatever but this was just right. kind of like giving an overview of yeah explaining the customs and their rules and how they live their life with so many kids stuff like that but yeah it was um it was just more like informative rather than like you said a uh, continuous plot so to speak yeah they established at the beginning like these are the common questions that we get mm-hmm. people are like are you pentecostal are you guys no. like all one family and or, you know so yeah they obviously had been fielding these questions from people for a long time oh i also thought it was they don't do this anymore but in these specials they would do these interviews with like randos in the community mm-hmm. <laughs> yes which i enjoyed and i thought brought valuable perspective to all this they they definitely covered all the all the questions that people would wonder um you know like yeah. how how do you feed everybody how do you you know manage this and that yeah it was i liked those I, they were like obviously a little like cringy because i don't know who these quote unquote people on the street were but right. yeah yeah i also think it is some of the only times like we hear people expressing like valid or not valid just like raising valid good faith questions and critiques about their practices they were really like they did have interviews with some people saying like i don't plainly would say like i don't think it's a good idea to have that many kids yeah. like, i would never have that many kids like right like i remember i don't it wasn't in these episodes but in a in a different um special or episode or something somebody on the street mentioned with with the population the world population out of control like how can you justify having all these kids and then yeah i like that they put something like that in there and had them answer that yeah they've definitely it's like like we said they've been around for so long that we kind of forget that these are (laughs) these are still stuff to think about you know yeah with regard to this family um also you know one thing that i was surprised about is that they bring in one of michelle's older sisters at one point she has several her name is pam I believe. Um, and there's a 22 year age gap between these sisters, which means like, I've heard it said that Michelle was kind of like this, like final, like surprise baby for her mm-hmm. parents who were older at this point and had already like raised this whole family. So her sister, Pam comes in, they're 22 years apart. Like, but Pam says that she initially did not all approve of Michelle, like continuing to have kid after kid until she reached her ninth kid. And then she was like, okay, I guess this is kind of like what you're doing. Like, I don't know how you're doing it, but I guess you're managing in your own way. So she kind of came around to it only after like 15 years of Michelle being married to Jim Bob. And you know what it also, it clarified for me that I guess maybe a lot of people knew this already, but it clarified for me that Jim Bob was originally the the person with one foot in Fundy land. Mm -hmm. And Michelle came from a pretty secular family for whom this was strange and like not at all normal. Yeah, I could see that. But isn't part of Jim Bob's family Christian or, you know, religious for sure, but not Fundy, right? I think it was implied that Jim Bob was definitely way more Fundy. But what about like his sister and then Amy? Yeah, I guess, I guess like his siblings aren't really, but, but I think. But he had had more of a vested interest, which then pulled in Michelle. Yeah, or even just like some association before. Mm their marriage like yeah and 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 didn't they lean hard into it after they had had uh, a miscarriage yeah so michelle i think first of all she married when she was 17 years old so we should Mm -hmm. just like get that out of the way off the bat that's bananas yeah um because her family was moving away and she didn't want to move away because she was already dating jim bob at this point so they were like okay you can marry him instead and stay here so she did yeah 
way. I, I know. I they showed they said they had their first date in May. They got mm-hmm. engaged that December. Mm-hmm. They married the following July. Shit, which is long compared to what their kids do now. Which that's is true. like that's true. That's true. That's true, but it's short in terms of normal people. So yeah. it's like, I'm like, oh, okay, well, we know where the kids got the idea to to keep things short. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. For them. Okay. Also, this is so fucking mean of me, but I feel like they always talk about how obviously Michelle was like not at all fundy in high school, but she was like a cheerleader. And Jim Bob has talked about how she was like pretty and popular and never thought that like the hot girl would go after him and i look at these old photos of michelle and jim bob and maybe this is like the meanest fucking like most shallow thing to say but i'm like her like really like i don't <laughs> yeah i feel like she's like cute you know yeah. <laughs> she's yeah cute. she doesn't seem like this like exquisite beauty that he like needed you know to get his hands the, on like ASAP at all costs the beauty queen the prom queen yeah yeah i will no. i mean i kind of think that like Again, this is, like, purely just from photos that she was yeah. maybe, like, a really spunky, outgoing, confident That's girl. That's what it sounds like. like. Yeah, I mean, it, from from stuff that I've seen, it's, like, it seems like she was super active. She was, like, a cheerleader, like, a gymnast. Uh-huh. Like she was involved in all these things, and she had this really, like, rich, uh-huh. social, and active life when she yeah. was in high school. And then, you know, obviously, it, it's devolved into what it is now. <laughs> Right. And when they go into their origin story, he talks about meeting her and, quote, praying she could be mine. And then he he says he finally gets the chance to date her when she works at his mom's, like, ice cream shop or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. ugh, it was icky. Yeah, I kind of like that Michelle, yeah. Michelle was like, we had met a year before, but I didn't remember him at Yeah, all. I know. <laughs> he jim bob looks so dorky he actually in the in the photos of like their wedding and their dating days he looks so young he looks so young he does he had like a baby face i feel like i'm looking at like justin and his uh his new fiance like (laughs) oh god yeah yeah the same age but justin looks so young his voice hasn't dropped yet and claire looks like his mother you know what you're so right like in their old pictures jim bob looks like 15 yeah he yeah looks, he looks really young um yeah it's off-putting i mean so they get married very young for yeah. four years she's on her hormonal birth control mm-hmm. she has josh and then she goes back on hormonal birth control and then has a miscarriage mm-hmm. and some doctor somewhere told her that the miscarriage was caused by the pill that she was taking and she just kind of runs with it they both use this as their they cling to that that's their whole to it and this is the catalyst for their the rest of their lives is yeah yeah it's like the foundation of their life as parents and their marriage yeah for sure you know what it is it's their super villain origin story Like they that's have exactly what it is yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean you know it's like an event that it's subjectively difficult and tragic but like they really let it spin them into something that is not correct oh, sure. you know oh yeah oh God. um yeah so then they decided to like never use any sort of contraception ever again just kind of pushing it um they could yeah. have used condoms <laughs> something like yeah. don't some super Christians use, I don't know, they go by the calendar or something and pull and pray. I don't know. <laughs> pull and pray. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I feel like they could do that possibly because there's that whole thing about Michelle. She keeps track of her period on yeah. the family calendar that's in the kitchen. 
Right. At one point, they throw in one of these like nineteen kids and counting episodes yeah. on the line. It's like that's so. But it's like it's not so that they could have sex and not get pregnant, so that they could only have sex to get pregnant. It was something like that, but it's just like yeah. so jarring to like for a family that is so repressive about anything physical or sexual to just kind yeah. of like announce when, or for the entire family to have access to knowledge about when their parents are trying to yeah. Con- or not it seems bizarre I, oh, but I guess, sure. it's like, I guess it's like one of those things where it's like everything is off limits until you're in marriage and then everything is like hypersexual and like on the table for what's acceptable yeah, <laughs> yeah no I don't think it's like I, period shaming to say that it's like kind of gross to have that on your family calendar <laughs> no I mean that's something that can just be tracked between them yeah, yeah. Um, there were a lot of interesting things on their walls for these episodes specifically i'm talking about a bizarro calendar that where they have a, a schedule for i guess like all the days of the week and it's color-coded and there's tons of post-its and there's little notes that say stuff like um school at table play with joy etc and i'm like okay so do jim bob and michelle all these are my questions do jim bob and michelle also have sections of the calendar and is play with joy on her parents section or one of her older siblings section <laughs> and then follow-up question michelle says that not everything gets done on there so does that include playing with the kids which <laughs> is, apparently, joy, is apparently scheduled yeah i can't imagine oh god who knows but it's like what these kids shouldn't have that much to do. They should. I know. They should be in school. <laughs> they should have friends. Right. Um, it will never not be disconcerting to me to see like toddlers taking care of like infants. Like I know. Like there were shots of like Joy, who in the earliest episode was set like six or seven, wrangling her younger brothers, like trying to get coats on them, like making sure yeah. they had their shoes on. It's like. That's a baby, too. I know. You know? Right. Um, even, even, like, Ginger and Jessa, like, they were G- – Ginger was 10 at this point. Like, seeing a 10-year-old trying to teach, like, an 8-year-old how to play the violin, that's, like, bananas. Like, oh, for sure. Um, I know, like, I, I have a 7-year-old and I have a, an almost 1-year-old. And, like, I could never imagine, like – pinning him with serious tasks related to a freaking baby Dude, uh, yeah a whole ass baby that baby. has like hell no like a human being that has yeah. needs, needs you for everything right like, oh, hell so, no. no there's no way like <laughs> no there's also all the kids doing schooling together um the school of the dining room table which is it is affectionately known as to all of us and michelle makes a comment about learning more now by teaching them than she did when she was at school but let's talk about what they were learning about um michelle gives a lesson on bankruptcy laws and i am just like they're teaching them the bare minimum as far as actual curriculum goes and then teaching them everything they need to know to eventually take over all the family businesses because you know they they work in real estate they mm-hmm. flip houses they sell cars they later go on a field trip to see how a new kind of insulation is installed in a house these kids are just being they're not being homeschooled they're just being trained to take over or to work for, for jim bob yeah, you're right. They're kind of like instilling at an early age, like 
this is w- what you need to know and you need to know it now because we're we, we need your help with this yeah, shit yeah um yeah they have all the kids work on the house mm-hmm. on the constructing the big tin house at this point but the steel frame house can we say right, that it's like i can never steel frame yeah oh god um also i want to mention at this table getting this lesson about bankruptcy the oldest kid is joshua 16 years old the youngest kid is joy who's six years old like they're and they're all learning what is bankruptcy it's like yes <laughs> i know michelle's she says she tells ginger ginger bankruptcy isn't just going to the bank like i don't how are you explaining this to all of these different age ranges like no 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 it's no, no. like you do know that joshua should be in calculus right now and right joy should be like coloring something like yeah God. Okay. Yeah. Also, I want. Okay, I want to take a second to talk about the the homeschooling booklets that they're using. I've taken a look at them. Some, I think, there's scans floating around on the internet of the content of these booklets, which is appalling in so many different ways. Um, but I believe the books are associated with the Institute of Biblical Life Principles, which is this like culty thing started by Bill Gothard who of course was like ousted for being his own sort of sex pest recently or yeah, in the past like five years or so. Um, And there's also like advanced training Institute, which is a subset of this. And they send like wayward children there to get impossibly even like more indoctrinated than they already were. Okay. So these, these booklets though, they are so strange because they are what they do is like they take a concept like they okay first of all they start with a bible verse and the bible verse could be like this is not biblical but it's shakespeare (laughs) it's like neither a borrower nor nor a lender be so like let's say that was like actually a bible verse which it does get like misattributed as such sometimes Mm -hmm. so they'll like take a bible verse and then they divide one page into like four columns and the columns will be titled like science, math, astrology, like law. Okay. And then they'll give like one paragraph about how this like aphorism, like neither a borrow nor lender be like how it relates to science, like how it relates to law. Like these are the laws against borrowing. These are the laws against lending. And then like math, is it smart math to borrow more money than you make? Like all this shit. And it's like, and then they're like, that's the lesson on borrowing money like he's like one paragraph descriptions into the subject like that's their that's what they call the subject math is like <laughs> that's okay. what they call the subject of law it is so the most like superficial like broadest most like unresearched collection of random facts that all are related back to the bible so that's why they they get into this like oh it's bible-based teaching like that is the basis of and this is the what they use for their homeschooling yeah i caught a glimpse just to double check and it was like that one page split into four columns with like scripture at the top of it i see it linguistics history science (laughs) law and medicine and it's like bitch you're not learning medicine (laughs) i know what the fuck yeah these kids are so and it's it's it is the type of thing that yeah maybe not joy but like ginger could read that and be like okay i understand that and then josh could read that and be like all right that's enough math for today like sure so fucking like infuriating that this is their education like these kids should be 
like call me a hard ass, but like yeah. they should be drilled and like <laughs> things that are right, real. Like, yeah, I mean, like I'm not going to. Okay, like even if somebody goes. And I've never been to Catholic school. But even if somebody goes to Catholic school, they're still learning important school subjects in addition to a faith subject. Their math is not, like, based in Bible verses. (laughs) Right. It's based in, like, fucking Newton. Yeah. 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 Jesus. It's, like, that's what's so – oh, God, it's just so annoying. Like, these kids deserve so much more. In a later episode, Justa talks about the fact that she didn't want to do like her, her least favorite subject was math. Mm-hmm. So for one month, she pretended that she had lost her math booklet um, mm-hmm. that was supposed to like give her all the lessons and stuff. And no one called her on it. No one was like, hey, Jessa, maybe sit down and fucking learn some multiplication tables. Nope. Like they were just like, it just flew. And it's like, honestly, props to Jessa for I <laughs> just gonna like go out into the world unprepared. Like I am right. floored that that these people got their GEDs. Right. And it's like, you're right. Like she got away with that because they don't care. Like she's, yeah, she's taking in everything else that they're shoving down her throat. So that doesn't matter. And like, like she doesn't need it for life because she doesn't need it for. Yeah. I think at that point also, she was the one who was in charge of homeschooling. So if she didn't want to homeschool herself, she didn't like. She didn't have to, yeah. She wasn't gonna make herself do it if no right. one else was enforcing it. Like these children. God. Yeah, no. School the dining room table. Mm-hmm. There is no end to the snark that it deserves. Like yeah. agreed. Fourteen kids and pregnant again ends with Jackson's birth. Ice skating with the Holtz. Do you want to get? Uh... Oh, I have something to say about it, actually. Okay. So, okay. One of the final scenes in that first Duggar special shows the family, like, meeting up with this other family that also has a bunch of kids. And so we later, we learn that this family is the Holtz and the father, who's also named James, and that's Jim Bob's real name, I guess, is James. But they say in an interview that they go back you know, a long time. They had been in school together since they were both in seventh grade. And now James Holt has eight children and Jim Bob Duggar, you know, has 14 children and their families get together. And the final scene shows the families going ice skating together and they're kind of like all interacting and having a good time and trying to like prove to America that their kids are well adjusted and can socialize with others, I guess. Yeah. But interestingly enough, in this scene, is when they introduce the concept of dating Mm -hmm. and specifically that, you know, it's right around the corner. It's coming like, yeah. Michelle mentions like people already showing interest in some of her older kids. Um, This is kind of where they start to get into it. And it seems weird. And it seems like that's just kind of like random. Like, why are you telling us that? Right. You know, you're, you know, people are interested in your, pupescent children i'm assuming you know other children are kind of like it's just like it's a weird thing to broach at this point but there are shots of josh talking it up with one of the girls one of the whole girls and i looked a little bit into it have you ever heard of what happened between josh or what's suspected to have happened between josh and kaylee holt no but i want to hear it wild stuff 
let's get into it a little bit. So yeah. it is suspected that this has kind of just like been a rumor that's been flying around forums for yeah. close to a decade that since they were 14, which would have been two years before this special aired. So like right. since like 2002, when Joshua was 14 and this other child, Kaylee was 14, that these two kids entered into a like an official betrothal that they were betrothed to one another. Okay. And it was like a family agreement between Jim Bob Duggar and James Holt that they kind of recognize this like budding interest between their two kids and realize that this could be like a mutually advantageous situation. At this time, James Holt had a political career. He was running for Senate, I believe. And later this year, so after the special aired, which was in September, he would go on to lose his bid for Senate in November. And it said that afterward, he started sniffing around for quote unquote sin in the camp. He started mm-hmm. kind of looking for a reason that he failed. And he started doing this like internal investigation in terms of like what went wrong and why did we lose? And there must be someone who, you know, was not following God's will or whatever. And that he stumbled upon knowledge of Josh molesting his sisters, which caused him to break up this betrothal between Kaylee Holt and Josh Duggar. Um, okay. A lot of things. Yes. A lot of things that I threw at you there, but I will say, I will say that in this episode, like there were shots of Josh talking to this girl, Kaylee, like flirting with this girl. Mm -hmm. They were each like holding the hand of a kid while they were helping that kid ice skate around. They showed them talking at the time that the voiceover was explaining this whole thing about Duggar dating and like courtship rules Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and how they wanted to save their heart. Like, I mean, like it's, it lines up. Like, I know it's, you know, very, it's like hearsay. Right. But it, it lines up. I mean, Josh Tugger did do that. And I did do that. It, yeah, it, it would make sense for that to, when the news of that came out, like in the like past whatever years, who was um, courting, oh God, who was that? Um, Marjorie Jackson was courting Josiah. Yeah. And then that got squashed because of everything that came out. So it's like a, almost a similar situation. So I could see this being the case with uh, Josh and Kaylee. Yeah. Yeah. It could be the case, but also can we just touch upon the fact of how like there's no fucking reason two fourteen year olds or the families of two fourteen year olds should have been discussing a potential marriage. Ridiculous. Like this isn't fucking like why would it ever the era England. Right. Why would it ever be necessary? It's just it's so honestly, it's because they're they were probably both like early in their early teens and these kids probably did have an attraction to each other. So their dads were like oh, we see that marriage, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Let's, like, combine our budding families and, like, yeah. combine our political influence well, and, or like, whatever. The, you know, they're so scared and concerned with any um, premarital or pre-engagement or pre-courtship physical activity so it's like oh the they like each other so much so let's make sure they know on the, they're on the fast track to getting married so as soon as they turn 18 they'll be able to and, and it'll like quelch any any um temptation right now because you know it's in their future together some bullshit oh my god i mean see that part is not far-fetched i think like it is insane to think about parents of 14 year olds deciding this for the 14 year olds but 
even though we don't have obviously any like substantive proof of this, like I can see this. Like yeah. I can I think people have talked in, in like AMAs on Reddit about how like betrothals are kind of a th- like a very low key thing mm-hmm. sometimes still in Fundyland. Like sure. I don't know. It's something that I could believe. Obviously obviously Josh is not married to this like Kaylee Holt person. Right. And there is a reason, I believe, that they brought up dating at the time that, like, they yeah. showed footage of Josh talking sure. to this other girl. Like, yeah. No, I like this. Um, I like this theory. I like this. I'm into it. Yeah. Oh, I also saw something about um, someone kind of uh, did us the courtesy of doing, a, a, a like, a, a light stalking of her Facebook page and saw that she had like liked something or posted something on Facebook about how you can't call yourself pro-life if you don't support women and children after birth. And I'm like, Oh my God, like you really got out. Like, oh, damn. You know, that's what a, what a, what a one, not a one eighty, but just like dodge the biggest bullet. Like not only oh, are you sure. miraculously not married to Josh Duggar, you are also like coming Normal. into your own in terms of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. It's kind of like releasing those mm-hmm. things that you were indoctrinated with. Go, Yeah. It sounds like obviously Dutch bullet there. Not married to Joshua. Oh yeah, for sure. In so many ways. Yeah. Dutch bullet. Yeah. yeah. In, all right. In raising 16 children, there's a, like a, sports team lineup bit that features all the kids and their ages, their interests, their favorite foods, and what their goals are. And they are as follows. At this point in their lives, Jessa wants to be a beautician. Ginger wants to be a chef. Jackson, big brother. Justin, builder. James, policeman. Jason, fireman. Jeremiah, artist. Jed, a dad. Joy, a nurse. Josiah, missionary. Joe, carpenter. Jill, missionary. John David, a contractor. Jana, midwife. And Josh, attorney. (laughs) How far the mighty have fallen. Oh my gosh. Okay, so some of them make sense. Like, the boys wanting to work in construction or city departments because... I mean, that just makes sense given where they live, who their father is. Um, then there's beautician for Jessa, which I was really surprised about. I don't know if that's just something she like pulled out of her ass <laughs> um, because she didn't have like a goal, so to speak. Joy wanting to be a nurse. Um, I don't know. Not like have has any have any of the kids actually reached their goals? That's my question. Oh God, honestly, okay, I. Yeah. I kind of feel like they, and by they, I mean TLC production uh-huh. and or Jim Bob okay. and Michelle kind of had this like random job generator, oh <laughs> like assigned them to that. children. Yes. <laughs> like I see no correlation for fucking any oh of these things. They seem like the most okay. run of the mill, like at randomly assigned. All right. Except for, I will say. The- Jill and Jana. Jill. And Jana. Was Jana. Wasn't she like training to be a midwife at some point? I think she did, but okay. I feel like it's. Maybe she said it outright that she was kind of only doing it because, like, Jill needed someone to accompany her and Jill uh, okay, really wanted okay. to do it. But, yeah. I mean, we'll give – Jill was a missionary. Yeah. So, there, she – There's a lot more we can say about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll give her that one, at least for some time, at some point, in some way. 
she was she a missionary. Was, she was basically a sort of pretty much a missionary. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we can give her, we can give her yeah. that at least. We'll give her that little crumb. Um, but yeah, I love that. What about the like job generator? Because these are so, so random and then also just so basic. You know. I can't see any, like you were saying, I don't see a correlation between any of the kids. I think no. I'm trying to determine like, okay, like Jeremiah artist, like did he display any like creativity or artistic yeah. tendencies? And I honestly think the answer is no. <laughs> no, no. Um, John David contractor. I mean, they're all contractors. They all do. They, they all build houses. So in a way. Yeah. Yeah. In a way. I mean, they but... all built the steel frame house. Right. <laughs> um, Ginger being a chef, I like. You know what's weird is that okay, all the girls get married and they talk openly about how they don't really know how to cook. I'm so confused about how this family fed itself for twenty years. Right, especially because at one point Michelle says like that the girls love cooking and that's why they cook and she doesn't. And you're right, they do. They do mention like not being not being able to cook a lot of stuff. All of them. I don't think there was a single no. Duggar girl who got married and was like, yeah, I love to go. Uh-huh. Like, I do this all the time. They were all like, what the fuck? <laughs> Jessa burned the the manual to her oven in her oven because she, she forgot to take it out. Yes, she did. Yep. She tried to bake a cake at 85 degrees because she <laughs> forgot to convert Celsius to Fahrenheit. Like, <laughs> it, it, it feels like they have never seen the inside of a kitchen, have never touched a pot or pan. And, like, we know that to be patently untrue. And, yeah. Sure. I don't know. It's like, it's like when they cooked for the family, we know that they cooked to make things cheap and make mm-hmm. things in large quantities. Mm-hmm. So, it's like that stuff was more instant. Like, the tater tot oh, casserole. Yeah. Or, you know, in their pantry, they had tons of boxes of mac and cheese. You know, stuff that's just really easy so maybe it was once they were married they didn't have to cook like that and so they had Mm -hmm. to figure out like actual complex which aren't really complex but to them at that point i mean i don't know not that i'm defending them but no no that does make sense actually like all the stuff for the tater tot casserole it was just pouring already yeah into a dish and like heating that up kind of (laughs) right basically they used four pounds of ground beef for that tater tot casserole. They like explain four pounds of yeah. ground beef, like and yeah. three pounds of tater. That's so many pounds of food. That's so many pounds yeah. of food. That's a lot. Not not a not a green thing in sight. Oh know? no, of course not. No, it's you know the the tater tots. It's potatoes. There's the that's their uh, their healthy part. <laughs> oh right, <laughs> that's the bowl of tater yeah, tots. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Ronald Reagan would approve. (laughs) (laughs) At one point, the kids are all like eating a snack and that snack is a slice of bread on a paper plate. Like they all get their own slice of bread. And I'm like, (laughs) wait, just one piece. It's not like I didn't. It wasn't toasted. I know. I I was like peanut butter. Maybe a piece of bread with peanut butter, but to call that a snack, I think no. is a stretch. Like, yeah, <laughs> kind of pushing it God. in terms of like a prepared snack. Michelle, moving party, yeah. Oh, the moving party. Oh, doctor. Yeah. What do you want to do? Okay, doctor. Okay. So Michelle is pregnant, obviously, and I just noted that I was really proud of her for seeing an actual doctor, a specialist, because, um. 
after having so many home births and like being older, it was like for the best, but it was honestly probably like her only choice. Some, one of the kids, I don't know, Ginger talks about like being born in their house before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It got torn down um, when they moved. Um, And so obviously like, like her daughters after her, she had plenty of like home births. So I was just like applauding her for seeing a real doctor and a, like a real specialist. Um, And also in this episode and the last one, her ultrasounds were at actual doctor's offices instead of those like boutique 3D ultrasounds at, um, at, uh, what are they called? Like mini malls, which mm-hmm. I feel like Joy and everybody else goes to those because they don't see real, you know, doctors. Those like birthing centers. So yeah. Like, yeah. Reputa- a questionable reputation. Yes. Yes. Um, I guess. <laughs> guess like props to michelle for fucking taking care of unborn children for doing literally like the bare minimum and everything (laughs) that that, like she was forced to do it's not like she wanted to yeah i think it was at this point or like i'd venture to guess that like one of the primary reasons for also seeking out care at this point is because she was over 35 so Mm -hmm. technically that alone would make this a high risk pregnancy right but she's pregnant with Johanna at this point. Mm-hmm. She had just had a C-section with Jackson like a yeah. year and a half ago. And she talks about how – see, here's the thing that's like also just like fucking gets under my skin is that yeah. she was basically doctor shopping around for someone who would <laughs> let her have a vaginal birth after C-section instead of another C-section because I guess it was like a, inexplicably – of importance to her to to have a vaginal birth even though like so she she talks about the fact that she had to go find a different doctor and she went looking for one specifically who would approve this Mm -hmm. decision of hers that was like you know and the other option is like oh i don't know like listening to common sense medical advice you know and not having to go like seek out the specialist to Mm -hmm. to, like serve you in this weird desire that you have for martyrdom on the birthing table yeah it is crazy um because i was my first kid i had a c-section and then second time around like i i just assumed i would have a c-section and then like all these moms on these mom boards were like join this group this is support for getting a v-back and you should fight for getting your v-back and people yeah people are like really um just have really strong opinions about it and i i didn't i mean i was like however it happens it happens like i trust the doctors because i don't pretend to know about science um so so then i can't imagine how um michelle probably felt very much like she needed to do it vaginally like that was like you said like this like martyrdom yeah yeah it's weird because she in they interview the doctor and, and she explains kind of very mm-hmm. cogently and in detail why it is, is such a dangerous yeah. thing to try to attempt because the scar tissue on the uterus that forms after the C-section gets increasingly thinner mm-hmm. with each. And at this point she, she said that she had a C-section with John, David and Jana and then not until Jackson did she have another one. So she had two C-sections mm-hmm. like 12 births in between. Yeah. Like, it's very clear to me why this is dangerous and high risk, and she, this is her 16th kid, and she's over 35. Like, there's right. just a lot of factors that so many things kind of give me pause. And 
not to judge mothers on their birthing decisions, but yeah. like I'm judging Michelle for her birthing decision. You yeah. Know? Like, I think. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, and, and, uh, from my experience too, like if you want to have a vaginal birth after you have a C-section, you also, you have to naturally go into labor. They can't, they can't give you drugs because those drugs can be, um, something about the way they interact with your body and the scar tissue. So like you have to naturally like go into labor. So if you are trying to do a V-back and you're like <laughs> a week past your due day and it doesn't happen, I mean, you're going to have to do C-section anyway. So oh God. Yeah. So it's like, no, what's that? It's like Pictosin and yeah, Pictosin. And then like an epidural, like can you, um, yeah, like, okay. So when I, so I had a C-section the first time and then I ended up having a C-section the second time because I went a week past my due date and nothing, yeah, and nothing happened. And so she said like, yeah, they couldn't give me, they couldn't like put me into labor with Pitocin because I had a C-section before. Yeah. So yeah. So I had to have a C-section the second time. Oh my God. That sounds, honestly, just birth sounds terrifying in general, but. Yeah. I'm never doing it again. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Um, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. But I mean, okay, Michelle somehow with, you know, doctor's help yeah. manages to have this like VBAC. It's like, I know. It's not even, okay, I know I've been like super, ju- <laughs> super judging in a way that no, I like, know it, yeah. right to be at this point. But my main contention is that like, it's never explicitly stated, but knowing what we know about Fundy and Quiverful and their mm-hmm. cult, it's like, like, we know that the reason that she wants it so badly is because she does think that it, like, the pain of childbirth is, like, more godly and, like, mm-hmm. pure. And, you know, it will, it's kind of, like, a more womanly triumph than yeah. a, a cesarean. And it's just, like, not, like, we know, like, the motivations behind her decision right. about her birth plan are there, it's it's not about her health. It's not about anyone's health. It's mm-hmm. about these weird, like godly, like fake right. rules, you know. I mean, yeah, I and I can't remember um, if it was in one of the more recent episodes of Counting On. Like all of the pregnant women were together, and Jessa seems to judge somebody for um, oh god, like getting epidural or something. It's um, yeah, I I, I feel exactly. It was um, Jana like being snarky about ginger okay. and epidural which is okay. literally exactly what i'm doing right now. <laughs> no but i mean but that's like well how you're saying that like michelle thinks you know going through the natural pain and all of that is just makes her better and so yeah it's, yeah, yeah that's what she thinks it's sadomasochism as as holiness and godliness which, <laughs> i guess in a way right <laughs> <laughs> ultimately you know healthy birth it's fine johanna's healthy right it works out I mean, luckily yeah god yeah at the end of this after two documentary style duggar specials they finally move into their seven thousand square foot tin house this is after jim bob finally gives in to have professional contractors come um, mm-hmm. which are paid for by TLC. They make a little, they make a little mention of TLC wanting to help, which we all know meant that like they stepped in and 
paid for the house to finally get finished because Jim Bob had dragged his feet having him and his kids work on the house when clearly it needed professional work. (laughs) Like, Oh my God. I didn't think of it that way, but maybe this was truly like a really prolonged like war of attrition between Jim Bob and TLC. Like Jim Bob was like, look at how long I can drag this out. I like that. If you don't pay up and and give us the rest of the money for professionals. Like we can, we can keep this going forever. Like I didn't see that because they were, they were building this house for like three and a half years. Yeah. 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 And so yeah, they, their house is finally finished and they're finally moved in. And as weird as it looks on the outside like a hotel or something it's pretty nice on the inside it's such it's an it's like a million times better than their other home and it's so much more appropriate for their family size i mean i'm like all right cool yeah it is nice i just have to jump in and say that tlc explicitly noted that they paid for the interior yeah of the place (laughs) which is they did say like plus some some extra upgrades or something that the narrator said yeah 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 Uh i'm kind of curious as to what it would have looked like if jim bob had been forced to fork over his own money for i feel like it would have been like one ugly brown couch and then like Mm -hmm. beds upstairs yeah i could see that definitely not um because it it, i I mean it it looks like it looks like welcoming on the inside yeah 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 the kids get to enjoy they get to have a proper house they somehow nobody has their own room everybody's still sharing a room with eight other people yeah for some reason that is beyond me um but bottom line i'm glad that as these kids were growing up they had a little bit more money for food for they had more space like i think that was a good thing i don't like that Jim Bob and Michelle like got to profit off of it and right you know same got this like really sweet extended deal with TLC to keep a show running about their lives. But I know. Right. Like overall it gave them the financial means to have like a better life, I suppose. Yeah. Um and at this point I don't hate any of the kids except Josh. Right. So these kids needed it and yeah. yeah. But is there anything else you would think we should cover about these two specials? Oh no, I think that was it. <laughs> what a marathon of um uh-huh of quibbles i feel so still like worked up yeah (laughs) worked up and angry (laughs) that's fair yeah it's like it's weird to it's just like weird to watch these earlier episodes like Mm -hmm. it's just like, like we always say like looking watching them now or watching them knowing what we know now yeah it makes it like doubly infuriating yeah like, I remember at the time when these came out, like, they were just, it was just, like, cute. And even what, I, I think I was, like, annoyed that I was, like, okay, that's, like, I was, like, maybe eight. I was, like, okay, that's, like, too many kids, so. Right, right. But it was just, like, it was just, like, interesting. Exactly. Yeah. It was interesting. And, um, and now it's infuriating. Right. Yeah, so that was 14. What are the episodes again? Um, they are. 14 kids and pregnant again. Yeah, 14 children and pregnant again and raising 16 children. Raising 16 children. There you have it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. All right. Oh, God. Okay, wait. But I just, I don't, I doubt that I will include any of this just in case I'm going to keep recording. Okay. 
I just feel so fucking worked up and I feel like angry and I, I feel like I don't know we talked about everything but why do I still feel like there's I have so much like fucking like pent-up emotion and like why do I I just feel so <laughs> crazy like something about these I mean obviously it's like that this family like was like harboring an abuser and like yeah God, but I hate this like there was so much that was just going on in the background that they just hid so well. It's fucking dark. Like it is. It is when you think about it and you look at them like going through their lives like this, when all the other stuff had happened and was happening. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Like Mm -hmm. as like stupid and joking as much as like, we want to snark on like the stupid things that they say in this episode. Like, something like unconscious like truly unconscionable was happening behind the scenes and like right. the fact that this is completely unacknowledged the fact that they have the platform that they have at the expense of covering up josh's what they call indiscretions but it was like his sexual abuse of his sister yeah beyond inf- i will never not be like infuriated by that Oh, absolutely and just like that they so easily just like pulled this film down and just covered it and yeah invited they- people into their home and courted this attention like courted mm-hmm. yeah admiration from people clearly for their beliefs like Mm -hmm. that's what gets me oh god for sure yeah it makes me angry oh yeah and that's it for this week so (laughs) (laughs) now we can really yeah we'll we'll snark on we'll keep snarking that's good okay cool i think i feel (laughs) okay i think that's what i just needed to say then that's good no that's important yeah um perfect okay cool